It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X92.9's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. For House of Cars. It's Tuesday, February 22nd, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. It's 2-2-2-2-2, Shauna. On a Tuesday. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Much is being made of this on the internet It's a big morning. deal. Yeah. It reminds me of Manning, our producer here, used to, I think he went to school out on the East Coast to live out there, and he said there was a Crime Stoppers commercial that would play where the woman, the, the, the female police officer that they had in the commercial had such a thick East Coast accent. And she'd be like, if you see anything related to this crime, call 1-800-222-222-TIPS. <laughs> oh, that's great. It's like it's like Car Star on the East Coast. It's just a perfect name for that. Like Car Star. Welcome to Car Star. Oh man, I'd like to hear someone with some East Coast stank tackle today's date. Two to two to two. It's two to do to do. Are you a leprechaun or Today on the show, we're gonna talk about how I got recognized this weekend. The longest serving radio host ever. A friend of yours who has an interview with Facebook for a job. Kind of a big deal. Who I think is the hottest Canadian of all time. What your parents paid for a new bedroom set. We're going to talk about a teacher requiring masks in class in their students here, for their students here and whether or not they're allowed to do that. We're going to talk about a new genre of music that we're looking into. A little bit about the Tracker Convoy, not too much. Some lighthearted stuff, but mm-hmm. first... The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Got another dad badge for you, Beckler. Okay. Because you're not a pet family, you may not be able to relate to this as much as people who do, but it's the dad who says he does not want a family pet, whether a dog or cat, then fights tooth and nail to not, you know, have a family pet, and then finally the family does get a pet, and then he becomes the closest to it. <laughs> yeah, so you're right. I don't have any pets, no. but I I definitely know about this phenomenon. Yes. Yeah. Well, this is my dad to a T because when we grew up, my mom grew up with cats. She always wanted a cat. And my dad was like, no way in hell. Cats are barn cats. We don't put them inside. Don't have a cat. Well, eventually he lost the battle. My mom came home with a cat and then he became, he fell in love with it. He was <laughs> closest think- to it. I think that happens all the time. Yes. My We're other not friend... getting a pet. It'll be way too much work yep. and I'll have to do all the work and then best buds. And it was the... <laughs> best buds. I was talking to a couple of friends and my one friend, <laughs> identical thing happened with the cat. Dad didn't want the cat at all. Was like, Mm-mm, not getting the cat. And then all of a sudden they got the cat and best friends. Same with my friend and the dog. Same thing. Nope. Not getting the dog. Too much work. Not getting it. And then... Now, does he pretend he still doesn't really like the the pet or does he have a, like a 180 in his attitude once they get close my dad you just i mean it was obvious he just he was always a fan of the cat you couldn't he couldn't pretend not to like the cat we all saw it and we're like no no you love this cat now more than any of us so i don't know if other dads will try and pretend still not to like the pet but it's just too obvious they just fall head over heels for them and they become close friends so that's a there great dad badge. Dads I like that one. Claim they don't want the pet and then fall head over heels for <laughs> The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. As you probably know, the trucker convoy in Ottawa was broken up this weekend by police. Yes. I don't know how much of the coverage you watched. I Just tuned, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I tuned on Friday for a little bit, and without getting into the controversy of it all, there were some funny things that happened. There were. Uh, when I first tuned in, there was a line of, of police in their crowd control gear and they were kind of pushing up against a line of protesters, but it wasn't really aggressive pushing, and nobody was 
like attacking or throwing anything, or they were just kind of like rubbing up against each other. They're just rubbing, rubbing bodies. Just, just rubbing bodies. Just rubbing bodies. I was like trying to start a fire. <laughs> That's what it looked it's like. Amazing. <laughs> like it looked so sensual almost. Oh, okay. Like. <laughs> just picture kinda, like seals rubbing up yeah them. that's oh, oh. just like lazily leaning into each other like uh, you stop pushing no you stop pushing that's well, i kind of like it it was super funny i, I was mean like, well, this is the silliest thing ever much prefer that than violence <laughs> but sure, still but... looks really funny yeah uh next and maybe you saw this one shauna but there was a group of protesters with shovels yes who were shoveling snow at, at the, the police. police. They were trying like, frantically to build a wall, but instead it was just like, it was puffy snow. It wasn't packing <laughs> snow, so there was nothing happening. It was just like snow went into the air. It was almost oh, kind of like Canadian disrespect. Oh like, yeah, I'll God. shovel in your direction. Yeah, yeah I will. Like, that's. <laughs> I'll sprinkle snow on you. Yeah, watch oh, it. Oh, look, got some on your boots. Yep. What you going to do? Oh, damn. Bit on your toque there. It's like, that's really some, silly, too. Some snow on your toque. You're welcome. Oh, my God. It's like kicking dirt at an umpire in baseball. Yep. Just super disrespectful. It doesn't actually hurt anybody, but... But it was hilarious because everybody, like, all at once, and it was this frantic-looking scene of everyone <laughs> running with their shovels, trying to, like, shovel snow it. I'm like, oh, my God. Apparently, they did build little snow walls in places to try to stop the police from advancing. Yep. And I was like, that's they that's super Canadian, tried. too. That's... Yeah. I know. Using the natural environment <laughs> to your cause. Um, and then finally, and this is probably the most hilarious one. So Pat King, who I'm sure you've heard his name. is one of the protest organizers. And he was arrested on the weekend. But mm -hmm. he was telling his followers that if they took off their white shirts and their underwear and held them up as they were trying to leave, then the police couldn't touch them. Right. Because of international law. Because then you're holding of course, a white flag. Right, the, Universal symbol of surrender. Or your white but underpants. He actually suggested holding up your white gitch. Which is, I mean, it, really, they should, I wish I saw that. I know, I'm so sad that I didn't see anybody actually doing it, because... No, it should have been a pair of white gitch attached to a hockey stick as yeah. they walked out, just to really, really end that Canadian vibe. Can't touch vibe. us. Can't, oh international my. law. Can't touch yeah, us. Yeah. Look at the gitch. Yep. Yeah. They're oh. white or a little bit off. I was white, about to I guess. say They're a little older. dirty. <laughs> I was like, this is oh, this is dumb. Track marks. I'm sorry. The BNS and 20 minutes or less podcast. We've talked about dad rock on this show before, right? This is rock. I think that, so. It's a specific genre of music that dads really like, and I actually saw a post about it recently. I, I see that term kind of come up quite frequently. People talk about dad rock, and you know. You think of the, the Kim Mitchells of the world, that kind of thing. A lot of that Canadian CanCon, I find, falls into the dad rock category. <laughs> Which I love. Oh, yeah. And some people argue, like, Neil Young. People think that a lot of dads enjoy Neil Young more so than maybe moms and that kind of thing. Which got me thinking, what is mom rock? Mom rock. It's a tough thing to think about because I was like, again, I've heard of dad rock. People use that term. But when it comes to mom rock, I don't know what that would entail. People haven't really talked about it as much. In fact, I don't know if it would be as easy to narrow down what mom rock could be. What are you thinking? So, my potentials, here's some that I kind of came... Michael Bolton. Okay. Okay, like when a man loves a woman, that kind of thing. Like, I could see that as mom rock. Um, the Beach Boys, potentially. Okay. Maybe it depends on how old your mom is. Yes, it's true. Like Rick Springfield, <laughs> even Tom Petty I put in there. The reason for Tom Petty is because oh, I know a lot of guys who don't like Tom Petty. Mm. I was like, but mom loves Tom Petty. So I don't know. It was pretty safe, right? Yeah. Pretty safe, Tom Petty. To me, there seems there's probably a, quite a bit of overlap between mom rock and retail rock. Because mm. your mom's not going to listen to anything. 
Yeah. I, so too like, out there, too offensive. A little, yeah, safer, <laughs> milder. I'm trying to think of the bands that my mom liked. Going through. My mom's classical, so I have to t- basically take... Maybe that's why I don't know what mom rock would entail, because my mom didn't listen to mom rock a whole lot. She's listening to classical music? Yeah. You know who I... Th- How about Pink? Oh. To me... That's a good one. Like, Pink's career is because of moms, right? Yeah. Because she is like, you know, she's got just enough edge. Uh-huh. You can feel like you're living a bit. But yeah. she's the edgiest person on like a mom rock station. You're right. Because all of her songs are about how like if you wrong her, she's going to kick your ass. And yeah. She's like, Pink is the toughest person in like <laughs> in top 40 music, you know? Now, I, I know this was. isn't rock, quote unquote, but rock is being used loosely here. But what about like Shania Twain? Would she be another one? That would yeah, go mom, into that mom. My mom loved Shania. Yeah, so did mine. Yeah. That was the one thing that she ventured out of classical for, Shania. So maybe her as well. Mom rock's something we might have to explore a little deeper. I, well, that's the what thing. Is- it's tough to nail down. So I'm, I'm I'm open for suggestions. I was just trying to... We're, we're on the tip of the iceberg here. Let's go. Let's dig deeper. Good morning. Brian Adams is mom rock. Oh, yes. Brian Adams ever that mom is most, rock. Oh, come on. How do, I can't yeah. believe I didn't think of Brian Adams. I can't believe you didn't think of Brian Adams. You started talking about mom rock, and I was like, Brian Adams. <laughs> Brian Adams. You're yelling at the radio. What is wrong with you? Brian, yeah, I, come I, on. I, I sit in my car in the morning by myself, and I yell at both of you, but this is the first time I've needed to actually <laughs> yell at both of you. Th- thank, you for, thank you for phoning in and clicking. Yeah, that's just stupid. We, I can't believe I didn't say Brian Adams. Like, we got a few texts, too, that it's like, Brian, Brian Adams, Adams yeah. Brian Adams, for sure. Somebody else said Bon yeah. Jovi, which I was like, yeah, I thought of Bon as well. Mm-hmm. Bon yeah. Jovi, um, Duran Duran. Oh. Somebody yes. said Fleetwood I Mac. I that my stepmom loves, and yeah, this is it. Yeah. What about ABBA? Oh, Ooh. ABBA would be yeah. for sure. I think ABBA's mom rocks for sure. Yep. Okay, well, we just yeah. needed a third mind on this, and Thank you. it seems like we're really fleshing out the genre now. Like, it's become clear to me. I've, I've opened, the curtain is open. Thank you. Huh? <laughs> My pleasure. Thanks for answering. Bye. I, th- I think a good way to determine if it's mom rock or not is to ask the question, are there way more moms than dads listening to this? And that's what I think I've narrowed it down to as well, is it's got to be something that moms predominantly like and dads mm-hmm. not as like rod so, stewart would be oh, another one rod stewart is mom rock for sure yeah i you know abba might be one of the the pinnacle because yeah there'd be so many more moms than dads like, listening i don't to, know any dads that listen to abba but i know a ton of moms that love abba okay, what about elton john yeah i would because, put elton in that yep i mean there are lots of dads that like elton john too but but more, more moms more moms a lot for more sure. moms yeah elton john mm-hmm. brian adams Abba, Those Rod were, Stewart, like yes. these are these are mom rock hall of famers oh, we're talking about yeah. here. The BNS and Twenty Minutes or Less podcast. I got this email from a friend of the show whose kid is in junior high, and the teacher had sent out this letter requesting that kids in her class continue wearing masks. Oh, interesting. Even though that was lifted just recently, the requirement to wear masks in schools. Mm-hmm. And the teacher cited her own bout with COVID and her absence from school and she and the fact that students in her class have aging grandparents or immunocompromised family members. And she said this all under the title, Safety First. And this friend of the show was not happy about it, forwarded to the principal and to the education minister, and the principal had the teacher remove it, as far as I know, because mm. the parent felt that it was guilting students into complying into wearing the mask yeah that's tough that is tough hey 
The minister's office, I guess, said that many teachers are doing this, but not many have put it in writing so far. Right. Yeah. How do you feel about that, Shauna? I don't know. Do you think a teacher should be allowed to require students in their class to wear masks? I think leaving it up to the individual teachers is just going to open them up to this type of criticism. I think that, you know, you kind of have to mandate it across the board, which some schools are, right? Like even the universities at first, I now maybe not, but, you know, would have their own mask mandates in place that they'd continue on with. And like, mm-hmm. but leaving it up individually to a teacher... No matter what decision the teacher makes, they're going to have angry parents, right? Yeah. Yeah. If it is up to each each classroom. Mm -hmm. It's funny because I I remember when we were young, like at the beginning of the school year, when we and this is when we were really young, we'd always be anxious to see if the teacher would let us wear hats in class or if they let us chew chew gum in class. Right. And I think those things are up to the individual teacher, but a mask is a bit different. Yeah. Yeah, and. I mean, sending a letter out like that, then some people can choose to and others can't. Like, then some students, like, that just seems, then it's, what's the point, really? I don't. Yeah, and this hmm. friend of the show said that, like, even if there is the, you know, illusion that it's a choice, really it isn't, just based on the pressure coming from the teacher. Right. And, the you know, the whole thing under about safety and, you know, every, everybody else in class is putting it on to comply, but you mm-hmm. don't. Like, kids in junior high, like, you know, what... That's putting a lot of pressure on them, even, yeah. ...is going to have, you know, the confidence to maybe stand their ground if they don't agree with it, or... No, I think that has to go up from... It has to be coming down from a chain of command higher than the teacher itself, like... Yeah, I think so, too. And I mean, I as a student... I feel, I feel for the teachers I do. Like, if I get it, my you know, my sister's a teacher, and she's had to... Stay home because, you know, a, a kid in class is, and she's mm-hmm. constantly been taking time off because of all that. And I understand that that would be frustrating as a teacher, but. For sure. I mean. Uh, the response that this friend of the show got from the minister's office said that teachers were offered alternatives back in February when it looked like this was the way things were going to go. Like okay. they, and the options included paid time off or the option to teach an online class instead. So mm-hmm. it sounds like. Okay, well. There were accommodations made for teachers who weren't comfortable going back into the classroom. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I wouldn't be, I don't think I would be happy if that letter came home with my kid and said like, hey, our class is going to be doing things differently. Yeah. That would be tough. Because really, what choice have you left the kid? It's true. Yeah. And they've already been wearing masks for a very long time. Two two years, almost two years. Yeah. The BNS and twenty minutes or less podcast. I'm a I'm a teacher in Calgary, actually, uh, and uh, we were given we were given no options at all in terms of the maskings. Uh, nobody's asked us. <laughs> I don't know what to say. That uh, like it's unfortunate that there is uh, poor information out there around that we were given any choice at all. Oh yeah, because I this I'm just going based on what this. This listener said that the the response she got back from the education minister. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the education minister certainly did not put that down to teachers in terms of choice or feedback or anything. We were not we were not asked or given option in terms of working right now. Uh, okay, that's good to know. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, won't, I won't repeat that. Um, on the topic of like a teacher deciding about masking rules in their class. Yeah. Someone just messaged and said they're a teacher and that's illegal. Is that true? 
it's not illegal, I guess. Like, you're not going to get arrested. Um, are you going to get reprimanded? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we've uh, informed all of our staff that they absolutely cannot uh, require students to wear masks. It's, and that's, the, that's what we're being told by our employer, and that's what we're being told by the province. And so our hands are completely tied around that. Are they allowed to suggest it to their students? I think they'd end, they'd end up being reprimanded for that. Okay. I, I think absolutely they'd be, they'd be reprimanded. They, they certainly would be in my school, uh, and I imagine in other schools it would be too. As soon as that ends up hitting the kind of the district office, um, yeah. that teacher would be asked to, you know, apologize. And if that wasn't forthcoming, they'd be asked to maybe that they might have to take a leave of some sort. Okay. And that could be an unpaid leave, right? Like, that's not necessarily... We've been told that we cannot ask for masks, period. And uh, sorry, are you are you Catholic system or public system? Public. Public, okay. Interesting. Okay, well, I appreciate the correction, and I've, if that's not true, then I will not repeat it. So. Yeah, no, no I, appreciate, I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. It's... Uh, and, and it's unfortunate because I, I know the minister has come out and he kind of said, oh, look, we've, you know, we've done all these wonderful things and we've, we've offered people choice and whatnot. But in terms of their employers, they haven't. Okay. And that came complete and it came completely out of the blue for us. You know, we we're told on Wednesday that it's going to be changing on, on Monday. So there was no, um, no time to prepare. We were, not given a, we were not given a heads up. We were not given anything. We, we find out the same time public does. Oh, uh, around any of these decisions. Yeah, I, f- I mean, I figured you would because otherwise it would leak, right? Well, yeah, there's so exactly many teachers. It. So yeah, exactly. No, we hear it, uh, we hear it on the news like everybody else, and uh, and it's unfortunate sometimes because we're not able to prepare ourselves. But uh, it is what it is, and then and then panic. Then you know we get uh, parents calling us in a panic. Yeah. Um, calling us back, so I don't know. <laughs> BNS in 20 minutes or less. You love your car. Bet you'd love lower interest and lower payments, too. Refinance your auto loan with House of Cars and love the freedom of having more money in your pocket. Visit houseofcarscalgary.com. The BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. I was talking to my mom yesterday, and as you know, back where they've, they've sold their house and bought a condo. Mm-hmm. And they're doing a bunch of rentals in the condo right now before they move in. And they're buying, you know, a bunch of new furniture because they're downsizing a ton, Mm -hmm. right? So they've decided they need some smaller stuff now. And my mom was telling me they've decided to order a custom built bedroom set. Okay. And I guess they wanted some storage underneath and some specific measurements. So I was like, oh, that makes sense. Do you know how much they they spent on this? On a full bedroom set? Just take a wild guess. Yeah. It's the bed. It's the bed itself. It's just okay. It's like a the bed, bed frame? like a, a bed frame, a very custom built bed frame. Man, it could like the range could be big because like I've built cheap bed frames for like five hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. They're just like like a simple design and cheap lumber. Right. But I mean, if you used really nice materials and you know you said it had storage and stuff, like storage. it could be thousands. It was thirteen thousand dollars. <sighs> Wow. Like, <laughs> you know, my parents made a good amount of money on their house when they sold it. Yeah. Uh, but they are starting to spend money like they won the damn lottery. And <laughs> well, they I, sort of did. They won the Ontario real estate lottery, didn't they? Well, they did, but then they had to reinvest a good chunk of that money back into a condo because they are living in the same spot. Yeah. So they're spending a fortune on a <laughs> condo. And then in, on top of that, ours, I, I feel like a child right now that needs to sit my parents down and be like, can we talk about some money management here? <laughs> Because you still need money to live on. Like, yeah. my dad doesn't have a pension. So this money is also money they need to live on. I'm, 
Third yeah, you're on a fixed income now, right? What you can't be. Places like this bed better rock you to sleep and tell you some bedtime stories for thirteen thousand dollars. You better get this bed when it's and then your kids. Seriously, that bed. That's an it's a piece of heirloom furniture. Right you're there, right. So. That's going to be something that hope. That's going to be passed out. It better be good material. Yeah. Okay. It better not start going. Home. I want to see this bed when it's finished. Okay? Yeah, me too. Honestly. Holy Maybe they're just crap. going at each other so hard they need a really high quality bed. Okay. They're going buck wild yeah. with their money and oh god. DNS in twenty minutes or less. Recently on the show we were talking about the hottest Canadians. Remember that, Shauna? Oh yeah. We were trading picks for who we thought were the hottest Canadians. Mm-hmm. Uh well a video came down my feed this weekend that made me revisit all of my picks. Okay. And it was from the rehearsals for a concert in nineteen ninety nine that Shania Twain did at the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. Oh, yeah. And she's singing and she's playing guitar. She's in her street clothes, like no stage makeup or anything. And I think she might be the hottest Canadian woman of all time. She is gorgeous. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Especially back then. Mm-hmm. And like, something about just, like, how effortlessly she was playing and singing, too. Yeah. And just looked so, like, naturally beautiful. I was like, she's got to be her. Hottest Canadian woman ever, maybe? She is. Yeah. I. You're right. I can't believe that we overlooked her while yeah. we were doing that. Shania? It's ridiculous. I mean, I'm open to hearing why I might be wrong about who, who I've overlooked here, but... No, I... Not, the minute you said that, I was like, yeah, it's obvious. Her. I can't believe we... Idiots. She was bonkers hot. Oh, man. She still is. She still is. Yeah. Okay. Um, definitely the hottest person ever named Eileen. That's her real name. Mm. Probably the hottest Eileen ever. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree? I mean, I, what does Don't Walk Away Eileen look like? I don't Or Come On Eileen? Or Come On Eileen. I, I mean, they had songs written about them. They're probably right? they, no slouches in no. the looks department. I have, now I have to look up those Eileens just to see. But, but Shania Twain hot? I'd say she, no. Uh, unlikely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. VNS in 20 minutes or less. A friend of mine had an interview with Facebook last week. And, Whoa. Well, technically with Meta, I guess. The parent company? Yeah. Jeez, that's uh, a big one. That's what I thought. And so, of course, I was kind of picking his brain because I was like, I'd love to know what that interview process is like. And it was the most insane thing I've ever heard. So, first of all, he hasn't even had the real interview yet. It was a pre-interview that he had. And it was 45 minutes for the pre-interview. Of this woman basically explaining, this is what you're to expect for the interview, and it's coming up in about a month. And he said the next step is then a practical interview, and it involves some coding, and that one takes two hours. Then after that, it's a six-hour interview, and then it's a practical application of coding as well, because he's a programmer. And he said, so that one involves three tasks. First will take five minutes, next takes 30 and then one takes an hour. They're all coding tasks. And then after that, you sit down with the interviewer and you have to walk them through your process as to how you arrived at what you did. And then you have to go back and look upon your code and tell them how you would then improve your code for next time. Whoa. And I was just like. That is super intense. That's a lot. <laughs> like the six hours and all these tasks. And then you have to sit and. You have to critique your own work in front of these people. And I was just like, that all sounds insane. You know, when you think about it, though, I mean, for, for big, big jobs like that, like what would a job like that pay? Oh, that's the... Hundreds of thousands, probably? Probably. Yeah. So when you're talking about investing that kind of money into a person, it's pretty amazing that our interview process is as quick as it is, it's isn't true. it? Like, yeah. They look you up on social media, see if you've said anything stupid. Then you sit down and you talk to people for maybe maybe an hour, right? Yeah. And it's like, then they're going to make a... 
years long investment in you for this much money. Like it's surprising that they don't like that most places don't vet people even harder. Yeah, it's it is true. And it is funny also because he was told in the pre interview that he has a month to prepare for all of this. So he's got a month now. And they said that you can have a Q and A with as many interviewers leading up to the interviewer as you would like. So they have these like set up question and answer sessions that you can then join in on and ask them things about, you know, I guess what to expect and that. Okay. And a friend, the friend was laughing and he was like, I think a part of this is because a lot of programmers don't have a whole lot of social skills. So he said, this is a good way of, because you're right, right? And a lot of the time when it comes to an interview, if you don't have social skills or you're a little socially awkward, you may not show well, right? even though you're very capable of what you're doing. Right. But if you get nervous and that kind of, you know, hampers your ability. So he thinks that they here are letting you kind of get used to that aspect of things because really they're looking for your coding. They want to know that you're good at programming. And they don't want to miss out on... And they a do- wicked coder because the person's a little bit awkward in an yes, interview. Yes, because the interview process didn't really show well for them because of the social awkwardness. So, yeah, he said that he thinks a lot of the pre-interview kind of gear up is for people who maybe are a little bit more socially awkward. Wow. Like, That's really funny. And they also, they're a company that would have the resources to do all this. Not every company would, right? Absolutely. And they want probably the very, very best people. Yep. So it's exciting. I he has again a month, and I'll keep you posted. Yeah, on let us know it if went, he gets it. That's, I know that's probably like the NHL for coders, isn't Seriously. it? Seriously, <laughs> VNS in twenty minutes or less. I don't know how I stumbled across this background, but I got reading about the radio host who holds the Guinness Book of World Records for the longest standing radio host. So he was on the air for the longest amount of time. Have you heard of him? No, I haven't. But I do have a friend who just stepped off the air, and he had been on like forty-five years or something. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, it was a hell of a run. That is a run uh this guy's name is herb kent or was he passed away in 2016 he hosted a radio show from 1944 until 2016 how many years is that that is 72 years (laughs) he was on the air for 72 years i guess he started on the air at 15 or 16 and then he was just doing it right through and he'd been on the air until 2016 i was just like that is how do you have anything left to say? I don't even know. <laughs> Some days I look at my show notes and I'm like, man, I don't have much today. Like we've talked about how we're <laughs> probably going to die on the air, right? Like we're just going to croak right here and that's going to be it. But like 72 years, I never thought oh. it would be 72 years of this. What did, like, how did he sound well, at the end? Is, how old? Is, I had so to find out. He would have been 88? He was or? 88 when he was last on the air and I found his last show and he, his his nickname was The Cool Gent, okay? And he sounds just as awesome as ever. Just listen. B103, stay tuned for talking about my baby, the impressions at about 1020. And the news, Phil Chess from Chess Records has died, but a nice man. Co-founder of Chicago's legendary so like, Chess Records, a label credited. Just sounds he doesn't really sound cool. sound 88. He does not. He sounds way younger than that. And then listen, this is him with an interaction. He had some tickets to give away. A103, who's this? Katrina. You just won a pair of tickets to All-Stars Comedy starring Arnaz, Jay, Gary Owen, Jay Anthony Brown, Tommy Davidson at the venue November 25th. Tickets to sale. Oh. That, you hurt my ears. I'm sorry. You have nice legs? I do. I'm going to give you 10 tickets. <laughs> Will you give Herbie Baby a kiss when you see him? Oh, yeah. Oh, lips oh, yeah. are puckered already, baby. What radio station? What radio? <laughs> I just... Sounds... I find him a little hard to understand there. Yeah, to be honest, this is um, this is kind of a bad recording of it. Yeah. I was trying to find a better one because I think it would have been more clear than that. It's a little muddy, but... 
Well, he doesn't sound 88. No, he's he flirting sure with her a little. He's fl- like- oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's just, he's cool right up until the end, you know? Man. Someone who aspired to there. No kidding. Then. Have a run like that? Oh, my God. DNS in 20 minutes or less. Okay, you're going to love this, Shauna. Um, on the Friday night, McKenna and the boys and I went to Walmart to get a few things, and McKenna was shopping, and I took the boys to the toy section just to kind of look around, kill time while mm-hmm. she finished her, her stuff. And we were hanging out, and I was chatting, chatting with the boys about the toys, and then this dude came up and said, you must be Beckler. And I said, yeah. And he introduced himself as Garrett. And, you know, I had a hat and my mask on. Yeah. So I asked him, I was like, was it, was it my voice that you recognized? And he's like, uh, honestly, it was your hair and your eyes being way too close together. I love it. Figured you would. Yep. Figured you would. That's what gave it away. Yep. I mean, to be fair, I'm sure it was more the hair than the <laughs> But they listened to the show, and I respect Garrett so much for bringing up your eyes he's like, close together. Is that Beckler? Well, he's got long hair. and oh. saw my eyes. Oh, definitely. Oh, that's got to be him. Look at we have some very distinct hair on this show, though. Like, that's what a lot of people say when they, they recognize me. And if I'm in a mask, it's the same thing. It's like, why? It's like, it's your hair. Yeah. Because my hair looks like a fan boat is permanently blowing it in one direction. So it's quite unmistakable. And yep. your hair is long and... And even with a mask on, yeah, uh, but eyes then, are still too close together. You also get the verification of the eyes, so you get the double. No, I know that baboon. Hey, turn That's... around for me. Let me see your eyes. You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. For House of Cars. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.